you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to the 85th ever show of All Around Sports. Each Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, we broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this week and what's coming up for the weekend. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. Today, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, in a few minutes, we'll be joined by our weekly call-in expert, Barry Rubenstein of the New York Post Sports Department. Well, my highlight of the week is the college bowl season, headlined by Jadavian Clowney's epic hit in South Carolina's dramatic victory the other day over Michigan. And from Oregon lighting it up last night to Louisville laying out the Florida Gators, the games have all been just bowling us over all week long. The best is yet to come. And tonight's Cotton Bowl matchup will feature Heisman Trophy winner Johnny Football Manziel. So it's just going to get better and better, building, of course, to Monday's epic national championship game between Notre Dame and Alabama. Well, my low light of the week is the Dallas Cowboys again losing a winner-take-all game to end the season, thus failing to make the playoffs yet again. The debacle in Big D has become a yearly failure, and owner Jerry Jones just needs to take a hard, hard look at his franchise to figure out just what exactly is wrong with his boys. My bizarre story of the week is the NFL coaching carousel and the speed with which the numerous firings were made on Monday morning and the equally fast rumor mill that immediately got underway. It's always been a very, very tough business, but never more so than this past week's Black Monday. Well, I'm down here in San Antonio, Texas, working this week for the U.S. Army All-American Bowl. And it's just been a fabulous week. Uh, it's a yearly game played the first Saturday in January, in this case tomorrow. And it's the top 90 high school football players in America assemble every year. And it is just really one of, uh, one of the year's top events. I worked it last year and, uh, working it again this year. Some of the players include Derek Henry, the running back from Uli High School. Who weighs in at 243 pounds, all six foot three of him. And I watched him on, uh, on a high school game back in, I believe, October. And he is just an absolute beast. And he's headed to Alabama. So I just cannot wait to watch him tomorrow live in the Alamo Dome. And another high profile player is Corey Robinson son of Basketball Hall of Famer David Robinson, the Admiral. Corey lives right here in San Antonio, 
and he's committed to Notre Dame. And he is a six foot five inch wide receiver. And from everything I hear, he is just something special, like his father. So that is going to be appointment viewing, to say the least. It's on NBC tomorrow afternoon. Great way to lead into the wild card weekend for the NFL. And uh, the whole week is just full of activities. I mean, r literally, football just takes over the city of San Antonio uh, all week long. And there's just all types of activities. Uh, the other afternoon, I went over to the Alamo Dome to watch a punt, pass, and kick competition with the Wounded Warriors <clears throat> and a handful of the uh, high school football players. And it was just a terrific event. Uh, the Wounded Warriors were just so happy to be out on the field participating in this uh, competition. And the high school players treated them with the utmost respect. It was really, truly something to behold. And, uh, again, the whole week is like that. You have that just army influence and the interaction between the army as well as, uh, you know, these top high school athletes. And one of the highlights of the week was Wednesday night, which was the, uh, annual soldier heroes challenge it's called and it's over at an open air uh, location right beside uh, the alamo dome and basically what it is is it's a uh, push-up competition a sit-up competition and a food eating competition where soldiers players and marching band members, and by the way, the, uh, the Army All-American marching band members, uh, the top band players and participants from across the country also come out for this game, so it's not just the football players. So they, uh, they hold this competition, and it starts with uh, Army drill sergeants teaching the players and the band members how to do proper push-ups and sit-ups. So it's the best of the best, and they're just amazing to watch. And it's, again, East versus West, which is what the premise of the All-Star Game itself is tomorrow. And uh, the, the place was just going crazy. It was just wonderful to see, uh, you know, the spirit for the East players versus the West players and the bands. And the soldiers themselves, uh, just going back and forth was just uh, really spectacular. So there's a lot of youthful energy, to put it mildly. Again, to see them uh, interacting with the soldiers and the respect that they show is really, really uh, something special. It truly is. And uh, another part of the week is the... Uh, Football University 7th and 8th grade national championships. I'll be going to some games this afternoon. And, uh, yes, it's just going to be, again, uh, football, 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 all weekend long. Uh, in addition to the bowl itself, there's uh, the 7th and 8th grade national championships. It's been a national 
national tournament, basically, and the winners have arrived here in San Antonio, and that's going to be, again, just uh, great to watch. Some very, very serious talent on the field at this young age. There's also an international bowl series with teams from Europe, Canada, Mexico, United States, of course. And then there's also what's called the uh, East Bay Games, and that's, uh, again, talented players from across the country as well as Canada will be participating in that. So basically, there's four games this afternoon into the evening. Tomorrow is, again, a featured U.S. Army All-American Bowl. And then there's the East Bay Games and 7th and 8th grade games continuing. And then... Uh, all day Sunday as well. Uh, there'll be games just continuing over at the Alamo Dome. Again, the mix of these East Bay International and Football University 7th and 8th grade national championship games. So it's really going to be a uh, special weekend getting underway as soon as, uh, as soon as my show is over this afternoon. So with that said, we have uh, Barry Rubenstein, up next, and so we're going to take our break and get into the NFL playoffs with Barry. Your internet flagship station for sports, Sports America Sports. Tune in to a show about making a comeback and what really goes on behind the scenes with your favorite athletes and beyond. Listen for The Comeback Radio Show with Tony Farmer. A lot of people believe what they read on the Internet, hear and see in the media, and on the news. We're going to give our guests the chance to tell the real story without the extra hype. It's not just sports, although that will be a focal point of the program. We'll also look at the world of celebrities, music, modeling, and more. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. He'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Ready for in-your-face sports? Want to talk about the topics that nobody else is willing to talk about? Either because they're too scared to touch them or just don't think it's the way to go. You're not going to be shy here. Tune in to Here's the Deal with Mega and Steel, featuring Ike Mega Griffin and Sydney Steel Justice. We've got the facts to back up the talk and invite you to join us every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, just before the weekend on the Voice America Sports Channel. We tell it like it is. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1 888 346 9144. That's 1 888 346 9144. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now, back to the show. 
Voice of America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when we typically have guests, and on the line is our weekly call-in expert, Barry Rubenstein of the New York Post Sports Department. And Barry, Happy New Year to you. Thank you, John. Same to you. And uh, looking forward to a uh, exciting sports year in 2013. Yes, no doubt it will be one. Hopefully it's as good as 2012, which was uh, epic, as they seem to be every year. It just seems to get better and better. And we're certainly off to uh, quite a start. Uh, obviously the playoffs, NFL playoffs, are happening this weekend. The national championship Notre Dame-Alabama is Monday night, but uh, why wait for the playoffs to get NFL news going? Uh, Black Monday was a crazy one early in the week, and uh, lots of coaches fired, and it looks like Andy Reid is the first hire of the group. He was one of the ones fired, and now he's the first one hired, and uh, going to the Kansas City Chiefs. So what are your thoughts on Black Monday and Andy Reid? Oh, it was it was it was definitely uh, definitely black for a for a, for a lot of people, right? I mean, uh, was it seven? I think it was seven coaches and uh, and five yep. GMs got fired. Um, yeah, that was, that was that was a tough day for a lot of people. And um, yeah, I I think that in Andy Reid's case, you know, the the, the writing was certainly on the wall. Um, you know, the Eagles were just you know were just a, a complete disarray all season. And you know, you kind of knew that was going to happen. Um, you know, he, but he is a good coach, and you know, uh, he re, he resurfaced pretty quickly. Quickly, I think. I think the one that surprised me, and I think you know, I'm certainly not the only one that was surprised by this, but I think I think the Bears firing Lovey Smith was perhaps the the biggest shocker out of all of them. I mean, here was a team that was ten and six, and would have made the playoffs if not for the Vikings, the outcome of the Vikings Packers game last week. I mean, think about that. If the Packers beat the Vikings, a game that has nothing to do with, 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 with what the Bears were doing, if the Packers beat the Vikings and the Vikings are out and the Bears are in, and we're not having this conversation right now, I mean, there's no way that, that Lovey would have been fired if the Bears had been in the playoffs. So, you know, through, through, through uh, a circumstance you know, kind of out of his control, he winds up getting fired, which I, 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 thought, I thought he got a, he got a bad, bad deal on that. And, uh, you know, there were the players were, were, were very upset. I think uh, Devin Hester was the one who was most outspoken about it. Uh, he was actually considering you know, retiring uh, as, a, as a result of Lucky Smith getting fired. So that a lot of people in Chicago were very upset about that, I think. But, uh, you know, I think he'll certainly, uh, you know, he'll certainly resurface somewhere else. Uh, well, as well some of these, uh, some of these coaches. Um, you know, Chip Kelly is like the hot name now. Uh, you know, after Oregon finished their season last night in Fiesta Bowl, um, yep. I, I believe they're talking about the Eagles for him uh, and the Bills and the Browns as well. So there's going right. to be a lot of movement, a lot of test pieces, a lot of a lot of things moving around uh, in the coming weeks. Yes, and how ironic that uh, the Packers would play a role in the firing of the Chicago Bears coach, Lovey Smith, because. They are the most bitter of rivals, and like you said, just so ironic that it would uh, end with the Packers. And, uh, yeah, so why don't we start with the Packers, uh, you know, playoff game. It looks like it's going to be cold and potentially snowy up in Green Bay, and, uh, you know, they're going to face the Minnesota Vikings 
again, who they obviously just uh, lost to on Sunday in Minnesota, allowing the Vikings to s- slip into the playoffs. But, uh, yeah, what do you think of that game? Why don't we start there? I, I think it's obviously a, you know, it's going to be a different animal. You know, whenever you, you take uh, a dome team and put them outside, you know, especially uh, going to, to Lambeau Field, that, that, that changes the complexity of the game. Uh, I don't think you can discount any team that has Adrian Peterson uh, on its offense. Um, I think he'll do his damage, um, you know, especially, uh, you know, in, in those conditions. If it's, you know, if, if we have to see how cold and, and how bad the weather is, but, you know, you would think that if, if wind were a factor, if, if the weather's going to be bad, then the Vikings will rely more on their uh, their running game. And, you know, we saw what Adrian Peterson did against the uh, did against the Packers last week, you know, albeit in a dome and in, in, in temperate conditions. Uh, but you can't discount that at all. But that said, I, I still think you'd have to give the Packers the edge, you know, because they have Aaron Rodgers, because they have, uh, you know, the weapons that they have. Um, you know, uh, the, 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 the Packers have had some, you know, have, have a few dents in their armor this season. But I think given those conditions, uh, given the game, given the fact that he'll be outdoors, um, I think you have to give the advantage to them. But I, I I expect it to be a good game. I don't think it's be a blowout by any means. I think the Vikings will come to play. They'll be inspired because they beat the Packers last week, and uh, you know they'll they'll be very confident coming in. So I, I expect a good game uh, between the Packers and the Vikings. Yes, I do too. Uh, no doubt the Packers will just be a different team uh, than we we saw on Sunday, and you know Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you know he's just uh, I. I predicted you may remember a number of weeks ago that the Packers would make the Super Bowl I'm really still not backing off that I just think that uh, you know they won a couple years ago and I and I think that they uh, you know they have the goods to potentially uh, do it again so uh, we'll, we'll see I mean again the weather will be interesting but it's not like it's going to intimidate the Vikings in any way shape or form to say the least even though they're a dome team they're used to the cold so, yeah, so it's, it's going to be a great one. And uh, tomorrow's other game, I believe, is the Texans hosting the Bengals, correct? Yeah, uh, that, that should be good, too. You know, I, I think uh, you know, the Bengals, I think, have showed a lot of people a lot this year. I, 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 honestly, I wasn't that impressed with the Bengals early on in the season. But as the season, as the season went on, uh, you know, uh, Andy Dalton has risen to, risen to a level. Uh, you know, they have a... They have some weapons on offense. Their defense has been good. Um, you know, and they're, they're going to be a fair force to be reckoned with. Uh, but I, I do think, you know, again, I think you have to give, give the, uh, give the nod to the home team in this one. Uh, Houston, you know, when they're, when, when, when all their, when all their parts are running right, when all of the systems are turning in the right, in the right way, uh, they're, they're, they're really good. And they have a great defense. I mean, you know, uh, JJ Watt as, at his, his crew on their game. Um, you know, I, I, I would give them the edge against the Bengals. So, you know, I think if you have you know, a team with the better, you know, I think you should really have to say that the Texans have the better offense and the better defense. So, you know, given that, uh, you would have to favor them in that matchup. Yeah, well, the Texans are just reeling, needless to say. I mean, I was watching uh, the Indianapolis-Texans game on Sunday, and, of course, that had huge ramifications for the uh for the patriots and uh and the broncos allowing them to both get the bye week so by the end of that game the texans just look completely disheartened 
and all year long they've basically been sitting on the best record in the AFC, home field throughout, which is going to be a huge advantage for them. And now suddenly uh, they're playing on wild card weekend. And fortunately, you know, at least they're hosting, and that's good. But, you know, the Bengals, Bengals are looking good. I, I think they, you know, they could are definitely capable of winning this game. And, again, because I, I just think the uh, – the Texans, they, they've just been asleep for about four or five weeks now, and they just can't seem to wake up. And I thought they were, might do so against Indy, given uh, given the bye week was on the line. But, you know, they just couldn't do it. So, uh, yes. So, I, I, at this point, I'm... I'm yeah, I mean, ahead. I think the thing about, about the Texans, though, I mean, as we've seen in the NFL, we've talked about this many times on the show, I mean... There really isn't, of all the major sports, I think that there's the least momentum in the NFL because you play one game a week and, you know, every week is a different, is a different story. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of examples you can look at about teams that look great one week and look terrible the next. Um, you know, uh, we've spoken about the Giants many times, you know, uh, how good they look, how, how good they, they look certain weeks and how terrible they looked other weeks. Um, games you think they were going to win, they didn't show up. The games thought they had no shot. They came out and won. So, and there's a lot of teams like that. And that's the way the NFL is. The NFL is a now league. So, because of that, you know, I I, I would expect. Granted, the Texans had the problems this season. You know, was starting out the way they did. I mean, they 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 were, they were like a juggernaut early on, but they they they've kind of they've kind of scuffled recently. But I would expect, you know, being in the playoffs, having having the stress of you know making the playoffs, kind of in the past now, you know. All they gotta do is focus on, you know, one, one week at a time here at this point. So, you know, I think all the, uh, all the focus is, is, is in one place. Uh, you know, you, you have the, you don't have the angst of worrying if you're gonna make the playoffs. So I, I think that plays in their favor. I, you know, I, I, and, you know, I, I kind of, I kind of, I, I do agree with you. I wouldn't be surprised if the Bengals won this game, but I, I, I still think, I expect the Texans to make, to, uh, make good accounting of themselves. I really do. Yeah, well. They need some home cooking desperately, and, uh, you know, they're, they're finally going to get it. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I tend to agree that, uh, you know, it's, it's you know, there for the taking if they can just, again, you know, uh, get back to that midseason form. Of course, their demise started with that Monday night debacle up in, uh, up in Foxborough where they just got crushed, and uh, and they've just been reeling ever since, so... We'll see. We'll see if they can, you know, put it back together. It's uh, not been an easy time for them, but, you know, it's put up or shut up time now for them once and for all. And, you know, we're really going to see what they're all about, One, you know, and I think everybody is just curious, you know, what are the Texans really all about? I mean, do they have, do they have what it takes? But with that, Barry, uh, why don't we take our break and uh, we'll talk about the Sunday games on the other side. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Every Wednesday, you'll want to talk sports with touchdown Tony Collins and his co-host Bill Mattis. Tony's broken records and has been to the Pro Bowl and the Super Bowl. We'll talk about what's happening in sports every week with news, action, and notable guests from all aspects of the sports world. We'll also involve you by discussing questions and topics of interest sent in via email from listeners all over the world. 
Become what you believe. Tune into Sports Talk with Touchdown Tony Collins. Wednesdays at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, or even lawnmower racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Pit Pass USA with Larry Henry. Your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And to join the show... 888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And on the line with us now is still is our weekly call-in expert, Barry Rubenstein of the New York Post Sports Department. And Barry, we just covered the Saturday NFL wildcard games, and why don't we take a few minutes and talk about the Sunday games, which are both uh, impressive-looking, to say the least. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think the Colts have a really good shot this week. I mean, uh, you know, you, you, they're they're just they're just flying so high right now with with, with Chuck Pagano coming back and and they're they're playing the best of their capabilities. They got luck, you know, luck is flying on all cylinders. I, I I think they have a I think they have a really good shot this week. I really do. I, I like if you're if you're looking for a, if you're looking for a, a road team that uh, that can get it done. Uh, I, I, I like them a lot. I really do. Uh, I think kind of the stars are aligned for them. And, you know, it's so funny when, when you look, when you look at, the, at how things work out. I mean, you know, here were the Colts, uh, you know, one of the, one of the better teams in the AFC. They lose Peyton Manning. Uh, they lose him for a whole season and then they, they get the they, they, they get the first pick of the draft. Uh, Manning leaves and they get Andrew Luck. You know, so you get a, you, 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 you have one, Quarterback of a lifetime of the generation leave, and you have another one come in, and uh, you know they really haven't missed a beat. They've, they've, they've been so good, and uh, you know I, I, I think they have a good shot uh, to make some noise. Really oh yeah, I mean you just talk about not missing a beat. The Colts story is absolutely amazing. Uh, I had the good fortune to see Andrew Luck in person play the Patriots up in Foxborough, and he didn't have his. Best game, and the Patriots crushed him, but nonetheless, I saw enough of him. 
to uh, to be impressed. And the one thing that I think is becoming his trademark, and it just blew me away when I saw it in person, was uh, he has this this unique ability to be running forward and, you know, with defensive linemen, linebackers, whatever, rushers, tackling him on his back or on the back of his legs, trying to bring him down. And he is just able to flick it for 40, 50 yards in the air. And I saw him do it in Foxborough, and, I mean, my jaw just hit the floor. And, uh, you know, he just continues to do it and, you know, when I think of Andrew Luck, that's exactly what I'm thinking of. His sort of, you know, running forward towards the line, you know, towards the line of scrimmage with somebody hanging on him and him, him being able to just, you know, throw darts, if not longer bombs. And, uh, you know, with just perfect accuracy. I mean, he's just a tremendous athlete to say the least. Yeah. And he's a big, strong kid and he's, and he gives them that, that dimension. I mean, you know, there are, there are, Quarterback. We, have, we have a lot of quarterbacks in this league who have great arms but really aren't that mobile. But he kind of has the whole package. I mean, he can he can move and he can he can throw he can put darts all over the field. I mean, you know, he's uh, he's he's special. I mean, he really is. You know, we you know we we heard all that coming in, and uh, and he certainly lives up to the billing. Uh, he's been terrific, and so you know that that's why I think uh, Colts kind of read that a little bit, and uh, you know, there's. A lot of good karma on that team right now, and uh, I, I think that'll that'll really carry them. I think it's going to help them. I think they're going to be a factor. Yes, and of course, an even bigger storyline than Andrew Luck for tomorrow's or Sunday's game is, of course, Ray Lewis announcing his retirement. And uh, what a journey his career has been when you think of where he was back at the beginning, winning the Super Bowl, and then being uh, tied into that whole murder situation. And now he is just basically the elder statesman of the National Football League. And, you know, he, he's evangelical, to say the least, and to hear all the players and, you know, talking about the respect they have for him. It's just been uh, amazing to watch. And uh, his game is no longer what it once was. Clearly, uh, you know, the Ravens, like the Texans, have not been playing their best football here in the last number of weeks. So, uh, you know, they needed a lift. And this this could serve as, you know, a rallying cry, inspiration. I mean, you talk about the Colts and Chuck Pagano and how inspired they've played. Uh, if ever the Ravens were going to play inspired, you know, to win one for Ray, uh, this is the postseason that can happen, and it'll start on Sunday. Yeah, and, you know, and, and you you can kind of compare them the Texans, right? I mean, a team that that you know started off really well and, and kind of really wheezed down wheezed down the finish line, and you know for that reason, you know you're, you you want to be hypocritical and say that they they have no shot for that reason. You know, I mean, you know, here we are, you know, talking about the you know the Texans, you know, maybe 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 coming up at the right time and maybe you know turning it on, and you know maybe that'll happen here too. But I I, I think the I think the Colts are a much a better oiled machine right now than the Ravens are, and that's that, that's a that's a big reason why I, I think you know there's a really good chance for for the uh, the road Colts to uh, to win this game. Yes, uh, I, I think so too. Again, you know, and it's uh, how how ironic is it that you know the Colts are returning to Baltimore to play this game? That's going to be yeah, right. uh, that's going to be juicy to say the least. Okay. And, uh, yeah, but uh, but to me the the best game of the weekend, the game I'm most excited for is uh, 
the Seahawks versus the Redskins. I just think that, uh, you know, there's two rookie quarterbacks, uh, along with Luck, but, you know, RG3 and Russell Wilson have just been spectacular to watch all season long. They've pretty much redefined the role of, uh, rookie quarterback as we knew it. And, uh, you know, they, they play similar games. They're both, you know, both can run, they're mobile and, uh, their offenses are just flying and they're both teams are just on a serious roll. I mean, they are not wheezing going into the playoffs. They are, uh, the exact opposite. Redskins have won, I think seven in a row and the Seahawks have been, uh, you know, won a number of games in a row and just scored over 50 two or three times. So it's just been incredible to watch them, them play as well. So I think that's just going to be a fabulous, fabulous matchup. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think that's, that's the best game of the four this weekend for sure. And, you know, for all the reasons you mentioned, and, you know, you have two, you know, uh, similar types of quarterbacks. You know, I, I think, uh, you know, with all the, all the hype, you know, preseason, uh, between RG3 and Andrew Luck, I, I think Russell Wilson kind of, at least early on in the season, kind of flew a little bit under the radar. I mean, a third round pick and, you know, maybe not that much expected of him, but he's certainly, he's certainly, uh, risen to the past, hasn't he? I mean, he's been so good and the Seahawks have been so good and, uh, again, you know, I, I think Wilson and the Seahawks are kind of uh, were not really that highly regarded as the season started, but as, as the season has progressed, you know, they've certainly uh, earned the respect and, uh, you know, earned the accolades of, of, of being another another one of these teams that can really, you know, make a little bit of noise in the playoffs. Um, but, you know, yeah, you have you have something's going to give here because really you have two teams that are very similar, two, real, two teams with, with mobile, really good young quarterbacks, um, offenses that are putting up points and teams that are really on a roll. They both are. And, you know, it, it, that, that's going to be an entertaining game. That, that game should be a lot of fun to watch. And I, I think, uh, obviously the four, that's, that's the game you really look at as, as being the one that, uh, I think we could all kind of point forward and look forward to and say, uh, yeah, that, that, that one will be worth the price of admission for sure. Yes, uh, of course, it's uh, it's going to be a heck of a game to end Wild Card Weekend. And, you know, the Redskins put on quite a show on uh, Sunday night to knock the Cowboys out of the playoffs. And we can't uh, can't go any longer without, uh, you know, getting your opinion on the, both the Cowboys and the Giants, neither of which made the playoffs. Uh, I know you're an NFC East guy, obviously. And uh, so what are your thoughts about first the Cowboys and the Giants? Well, as far as the Cowboys go, I think that, you know, unfortunately, you know, fortunately, unfortunately, depending upon your point of view, um, I think that, you know, we, we're, we're kind of conditioned when you think about the Cowboys to kind of wait for the next time, you know, Tony Romo kind of kind of messes up or kind of makes a mistake or does something ill-advised or all of the above. And then sure enough, it, it, it happened at the, at the end of that game and, you know, he threw three picks in that game, and the third one was, I thought, by far the worst. You know, when he had a chance to go down the field and, and, and drive for the winning score, he throws a little floater into the left flat that's picked off, and you could just see, you know, far be it for me to feel bad for the Cowboys, but you, you, you almost kind of had to feel bad for Romo because if you if you remember, when they showed him on the sidelines right after, just he was sitting on the he was sitting on the bench looking over play cards, whatever he was looking at. And he really looked like he was about to start crying. He really looked yep. like he just wanted to just cry his eyes out. And who could blame him? I mean, you know, it, it's like just the latest step of, you know, what's 
what, what's going to what, what's going to happen with Tony Romo's group the Cowboys now? And it, it's uncanny. I mean, it, it, it's kind of it's kind of a script that's always been followed, and uh, it's it, it, it's unfortunate, really. Um, but you know that that that's that's kind of where they sit. And as for the Giants, honestly, you know the the, the, the Giants have to me, in my mind, the Giants only have themselves to blame because. They were in the driver's seat. They had the he had the NFC wrapped up uh, a month you know, a month six, a month uh, you know six weeks ago. They had a three game lead in the NFC, uh, and they just they just let it fall away. They just they played awful. They two awful games in a row. Yeah, they looked great against the Saints. They looked great against uh, against a couple of other teams. Uh, they looked great against the Packers, the uh, Niners. They beat a lot of good teams down the stretch, but you know to to, to lay an egg. The way they did in those uh, in those uh, those two games uh, a couple weeks back, you know, like it was awful. So, so first of all, you seen before that losing the Bengals on the road, which was a game I really thought they were going to win, and then just looking terrible against Atlanta and Baltimore back to back weeks. They win either one of those games, they're in the playoffs. They probably win the NFC, and we're talking about the Giants being in the playoffs. Uh, you know, instead of, you know, maybe, maybe the Redskins or maybe the Vikings. But, uh, yeah, they only have themselves to blame. And I think they know that. And to hear Eli Manning talking after the playoffs about, you know what, talking about blown opportunities and, and missed chances. And, and, you know, they really felt they had a team that could really make a legitimate run to defend their Super Bowl championship. And of course, it's not going to happen now, but that's what makes it even more frustrating for them. I think they really believe that they had the team to do it. And it just was not going to be the case this year. And you know, yeah, they looked great against the Eagles. You know, who didn't this year? But right. you know, they needed there were they needed too many things to happen. And that that, that just wasn't going to pull their way. It was just too much. So um, you know, they're they're where they are, and, they, and they're going to have to you know kind of live with the ramifications of it. So you know, uh, a certainly frustrating end to the regular season for both the uh, Giants and Cowboys, and, and the Redskins were the beneficiary. The beneficiary. They took advantage. They 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 won games they had to win against both those teams, and then they deserve to be where they are. And the, Gi- the Giants and Cowboys deserve to be where they are, and the Redskins deserve to be where they are. Where they are. So, you know, things, uh, things do tend to work out the way they're supposed to. Yes, and the uh, good, you know, good analysis and the Giants uh, were the Jekyll and Hyde team uh, of the entire season, without a doubt. And I'm guessing that just about every team in the playoffs is glad the Giants are not in the playoffs. I mean, they're always the team that, uh, especially the Patriots, that, you know, nobody wants to see. They have this ability to step up their game, and uh, but, you know, they just couldn't do it. And, yeah, the Atlanta, I don't know if any game shocked me more than the Atlanta Giants game this entire season. Uh, what was it, 34-0 or something like that? It was, was 30, Yeah, it was 34 nothing, And, uh, yeah, it was just awful. And uh, they, 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 were, they were out of that game early, and they just didn't show any, any lack of urgency, any, any, any sense of, uh, you know, importance to that game. And they came out the same way against Baltimore. They could have, they could, excuse me, they could have righted the ship if they had played well against the Ravens, and everybody would have forgotten about the Atlanta game. But it was like a continuation. They got outscored. I believe it was something like 67 to 14 in those two weeks. So it was, it was bad. And that was a, it was a bad way for them to end the season. And, you know, it kind of didn't matter that they, uh, that they beat up on the Eagles. You know, I guess they can, you know, tell themselves they can feel good about going to the, into the offseason on, on a high note. But, you know, it really shouldn't even come to that point. Uh, they, they should have been, you know, playing to prepare for the playoffs. And again, we should be talking about the Giants being in the playoffs. But, uh, it didn't happen, and that's uh, that's just that's just the way it is. And they're going to have to, you know, again, 
they have a long, uh, long, long off season to think about it. Yes, and another team with uh, that I consider equally disappointing uh, with the Giants is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Suddenly, uh, you know, their aura just seems to be off. Uh, you know, losing to Cincinnati at Heinz Field uh, with Ben, Big Ben throwing a pick at the end of the game. Uh, I was watching that on... Uh, NFL red zone. I couldn't believe what he did it because he had done the pretty much exact same thing the week before against the Dallas Cowboys. And so, yes, it, it's just, uh, you know, their intimidation factor, especially over the Bengals, who they've owned for the better part of a couple decades, uh, suddenly just seems gone in an overall sense. It's like that, that's a team that really needs, uh, you know, some serious analysis like the Cowboys. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. To me, the, the Steelers is kind of a, a hard team to figure out because you know they they are a talented team. They do, and they you know they, there are a lot of guys in that team that 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 have playoff experience. But uh, it's to me that they just never seem to be a team at that at that elite level. To me, anyway, they just seem to be a, a team kind of just just below that level as, as far as I was concerned this year. I mean, they were good, but you know there were I think there were other teams that were better. And other teams that, that, that were more consistent and other teams that really showed that they had what it, what it takes to really, you know, make a run. And to me, the, the Steelers are just, just a little bit off the mark, uh, this year, this year for whatever reason. And yeah, I think you're right. I think, uh, you know, Mike Tomlin and that crew, they will, they, 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 again, like the Giants, there's going to be a lot of soul searching and figuring, okay, what do we have to do to get, to get back to the level that we're used to playing at to be one of those elite teams, one of those elite franchises that, that they have been in recent years. So, uh, yeah, there'll be a lot of introspection there, too, as well, I'm sure. Absolutely. And, uh, Barry, with that said, uh, we're going to take our break. I know you're sticking around for us on the other side. So we're we'll, uh, going to do a little more football on the uh, on the other side. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you? It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. 
This Is It Sports is an engaging talk program that includes you, the experts, and sports, all moderated by Coach Carl Hargrave. We'll talk about what's going on in the general sports world, collegiate and professional, take a look at youth-oriented sports, athletic development and sportsmanship, faith, and where it has its place in sports, along with a lively discussion with Coach Carl every week. Tune in to This Is It Sports with Coach Carl Hargrave every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1 888 346 9144. That's 1-888-346-9144, or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. And back on the line with us is Barry Rubenstein. And despite the NFL playoffs being this weekend, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is, of course, Monday's national championship game between Notre Dame and Alabama. I believe that it will be the most watched college football game ever, and uh, I just can't wait to tune in. I think it's it's two-storied programs, and uh, I think the entire country is going to be totally caught up in it. They already are, but I think by Monday will have reached fever pitch levels. And uh, what are your thoughts on that huge matchup, Barry? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's, uh, it, it probably is a, it's a, the close thing to a dream matchup between two, uh, two programs that are just so heralded and, you know, so famous. And, you know, my gosh, I mean, uh, you know, to have Notre Dame on the national stage in this prominent role, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. And I, and I think, Certainly, you know you have you have a Notre Dame team that 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 uh, that have so many fans around the country. In uh, you know they're sort of like the America's team of college football, I think, in a lot of ways. And to have have them in this kind of situation, and you know to be led by such a captivating personality as as uh, as Monty Teo, it, it's amazing. I mean, his, I mean, by now we all know his story about how he lost his grandmother and his girlfriend was named Meek and how he, you know, was going to go to USC and didn't at the last minute and how, uh, you know, he believed Notre Dame was the right fit for him and nobody didn't. And it's just a, 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 the guy is just he's so, uh, very spiritual guy, uh, a lot of, uh, such a great story. And, you know, you, you don't have stories like this that come along all the time. And to have something like this come about, uh, for a guy who's the leader of a team and going to the national championship game, that's it, it, it's really something. And, and I and I think I, I, I definitely agree. I think fever pitch is a, is a good analogy. I think we're definitely going to get to that point. Uh, you know, when Monday night rolls around, it, it should be a great game to watch. And you know, uh, you know, certainly Alabama has pedigree in these games. I mean, they're just you know one of the best best programs in the country and uh, perennially. And, uh, again, to have, to have, uh, you know, Notre Dame on that stage with them, you know, I, I don't know if, if you, if you had, if you could have your pick of teams you want to play, play, uh, want playing for a national championship, I think these are the two teams you pick and it, it, it should be, it should be a hell of a lot of fun to watch. 
Absolutely. Uh, you know, Notre Dame really has not been getting the respect they deserve. A lot of people, despite the fact they're undefeated, uh, uh, you know, they felt like they may be, uh, quote, lucked out in a couple games, uh, be it the Pitt or the Stanford games. Uh, but, you know, undefeated is undefeated. And I, I've been really surprised with the, uh, you know, people who speculate that Notre Dame doesn't belong in this game. I just, uh, you know, for belong in the same field with Alabama, I, I think it's definitely the opposite. I think Notre Dame's going to definitely show up to play. I think they're going to, I think it's going to be a good game. And, uh, yeah, they're just, uh, again, you can't get, you can't be lucky to be undefeated. Not over the court, not these days in college football. And, uh, so yeah, I just think it's, uh, you know, an impressive year for them. And then, you know, I, I think the one worrisome point for them is going to be, uh, you know, the quarterback matchup. Everett Colson, he, he's, you know, a freshman and clearly he has never played on a stage like this. Uh, but you know, he just got better and better each game. So, uh, yeah, I'm most curious to see how he could play. I, I would think that is the one, potential issue for Notre Dame in this game. And Alabama, of course, has an excellent quarterback in A.J. McCarron with with big game experience where he has produced. Yeah, I mean, it, I, yeah, I agree with you. I, I think it's going to be terrific. And, I, you know, uh, how else do you get a freshman playing for the national championship? So, uh, and like you say, McCarron's done a great job all year. And, uh, it, it, yeah, I, I think it's going to live up to all the hype. And, you know, you don't always have games living up to the hype. And I, I also agree with your point on – uh, on Notre Dame, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of people haven't respected them this year, and, and I, it, that surprised me too. Uh, the fact that a lot of people think that uh, you know, that Alabama is so much their team, but you know, if you're if you're undefeated, you, you can't be disrespected if you're undefeated, in my opinion. So uh, I, I agree with all of that, and I, I think they'll show up. I think they'll play a really good game. I think they have a really good chance to win. It's, uh, it's, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And both teams are reloading. I'm literally looking at the U.S. Army All-American Bowl rosters. Uh, I'm out here in San Antonio for the game tomorrow. And each team, each, uh, both Alabama and Notre Dame have, uh, five or so commits apiece. Uh, these are the top 90 high school players in America. Uh, one who's going is Derek Henry, a running back from Uli High School in Florida. He's committed to Alabama. And committed to Notre Dame is David Robinson's son, who's also played in the game, uh, Corey Robinson. He's a wide receiver, six foot five. He's headed to Notre Dame. And like I said, uh, each, there's about 10 total commits to those two teams, uh, playing in tomorrow's U.S. Army All-American Bowl. So the rich will get richer. That's for sure. Yeah, it sure sounds like it, right? I mean, uh, and that's the expected, you know, the, the, the good programs, uh, uh, attract the, the, the best players. So that doesn't really surprise me at all. I mean, I would have been surprised if you said neither team had any had any commits going from that game. So uh, that, that, that's certainly to be expected. Yes, yeah, so well, I'm very looking forward to watching, uh, you know, Derrick Henry as well as uh, Corey Robinson play. They're, uh, you know, I saw Derrick Henry on TV, and he was just amazing. I think he owns either the Florida or the and or the national rushing title for like the most yards ever rushed. I think he may have broken uh, Emmett Smith's record down there in Florida. And I, the night I saw him, I think he had like six touchdowns in a game in October. And uh, so, yeah, 
And I've been hearing from a lot of San Antonio locals this week that, again, Corey Robinson is pretty special, like his father. So it's going to be good stuff, no doubt about it. Yeah, agreed. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't see how anyone can't be looking forward to this game. I mean, uh, like you said, it's going to be one of the most highly anticipated, it's got to be one of the most highly anticipated, uh, national championships in a long time. And, uh, I you know the fact that Notre Dame is in it, you know, uh, that just kind of pushes it over the top as far as I'm concerned. So, you know, you'll get, you know, that, I think for that reason, you'll have a lot of casual fans watching it that, that may not watch it, uh, you know, for any other reason. So, uh, you know, like I said, I, I, you know, the American team of, of college football, so the, the, them in, the, in, in, in contention for the final game of the college football season, that's, uh, that, that's huge. It really is. And, uh, and uh, it'll definitely be fun to watch. Absolutely. And, Barry, we're under a minute to the end of the show, but real quickly, I'd just love to get your post-mortem on the Jets, given that you're in New York. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> you got, a, got an hour? I mean, it's just been, I, I know. Actually, yeah, got no, a minute. No real, no real surprises. I mean, you know, uh, something had to happen, and, uh, you know, it was, uh, you know, uh, was a, was a victim, the GM was a, was a victim on Black Monday, and, uh, it looks like Rex is going to survive, and, you know, uh, they'll certainly have a new offensive coordinator next season. They're stuck with Mark Sanchez, so, you know, it's, it, 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 you know, uh, will be gone. Um, more than likely go to Jack, don't lose hometown of Jacksonville. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Mark Sanchez is, is, is really a guy with really no confidence right now. And it, it, he's had, he's had a really, really poor season, but he makes too much money. They gave him that big contract extension last year. So they're kind of stuck with him. So, you know, uh, no matter where they go, what direction they go in, unless they can somehow trade Sanchez, which would be very difficult given, given the bad season he had, uh, they're going to be stuck with him for next year, so they're 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 kind of between a rock and a hard place, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, well, talk about a long off season. They're going to have the longest one of all. And uh, with that said, Barry, we're going to wrap up the show. And as always, Voice America listeners, uh, uh, thank you for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.